to my celestial design. My name is Annie Perry and I am your host. I'm a professional psychic, a seer, an interdimensional soul on a mission. A mission to help you remember where you came from, why you chose Earth, and how to access your divine light within. On this podcast, we explore stories of spiritual awakenings, psychic channeling, cosmic consciousness, and so much more. Let's go! Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome back. I hope you're having a lovely and wonderful week. We are now in Taurus season, which is exciting. I've been enjoying a few days just to myself, not on social media, and really going in to the deep end of my mind and what's possible with my mind. And I'm going to talk about all of it, you know, where it all came from, the things that I've learned, and uh, really becoming a master of my mind, a master of my thoughts and using my mind to send out energy uh, and to harness energy from the quantum field, which you would think is exactly what I do every single day, but I had no idea that there were deeper ways to go about using your mind, that there were other things that I could create with it. And so my guides have kind of taken me on a learning journey and it's required a lot of alone time, a lot of meditation. I think I've been meditating probably three or four times a day and a lot of holding single vibrations, a lot of teaching myself how to drop into a vibration instantly. And the most exciting part, how to split my consciousness and hypnotize myself which is a trip. And I have been teaching myself a little bit every single day about how to do this instantly so that I have absolute command over the ability, which is the wildest wild thing to think that you can actually split your consciousness and talk to different parts of yourself and gain more knowledge and more information about the self. So I have a whole podcast episode coming out about it, talking about everything and the transcripts. I've been transcripting myself, the questions that I've been asking and the answers that have been coming through, which is so, it's so weird because, you know, even though it's myself, there is so much outside of my awareness and we'll talk all about that. But that's what I've been up to this week. I definitely want to jump in with some announcements before we get into this episode. This episode is really a support episode for helping you understand your energy blocks. And the more that I work with clients and doing the community channeling online, the more I realize that we just aren't as aware of our energy blocks. And the more that you bring them into awareness, the easier they are to move, the easier they are to de-trigger, the less weight that they hold against us. So really, you know, just to start out by saying this, everything that you want that you don't have right now tangibly in the 3D is because of an energy block. That's it. It's just because of an energy block and I'm going to explain it all to you in detail and give you kind of a really like fun visual exercise that you can keep in your mind 
So first, some announcements. Number one, the thing I'm most excited about right now is the Spirit Guide card deck. Now, I'm learning all kinds of things about how to order professionally printed items and what that process looks like. So I have the first deck, the proof deck, technically, the proof deck on its way arriving to me tomorrow from when I'm recording this, which is just crazy excited. I know I'm going to cry when I open it. Um, I'm going to check it out, you know, of course, make sure everything printed correctly and gorgeously. And I have a lot of faith in the company that I'm using and I've seen a lot of their work. So I feel really good about it. And then it will be available for pre-order. Now, this is really important, um, you know, budget or keep it in your mind or whatever. If there's ever one thing that you were ever to get from me, it would be the Spirit Guide deck because this is going to give you lifetime access to communicating with your spirit guides. I mean, it's crazy. I'm going to make so many videos showing you how to use it, how, you know, different ways that you can use it, and, you know, what it all means, but there is truly nothing else like this out there, at least that I've ever seen, so I'm really excited, and it just gives you, like, that that ability to speak to your spirit guides without having to be a psychic. So I definitely think that the more you use it, the more psychic you will become because you are going to be attuning yourself to listening to the advice and the guidance being given you. And you're going to start to build up your trust muscle by using this deck and seeing how it works and seeing the results in real time. So put it in your budget or think about it or put it on your, I don't know, wish list or whatever. But keep in mind that it is going to be pre-order only. So very exciting. I dropped two new guided meditations this last week. The first one is called Soul and it is for meeting and communicating with your spirit guides. You get to meet your fifth density guide, your higher self in the sixth density, and your angelic being and have communication with them. If you have that clear intention going into it, you will absolutely meet your guides. I met mine in a guided meditation, and so I feel really good about that. The other one is called Illuminate, and that is for any of the full moons. So those are $11 and available in my online shop at mycelestialdesign.live. And then if you want to have a session with me right now, I am absolutely loving Lumen. I think the content is amazing. It's a three-session package. It's a heart opener. It's a soul opener. It will give you so much insight into who you are, why you're here, what you came for, all of your energy. We talk about energy blocks. We talk about how to manifest. We talk about how to co-create the life that you want. So that's a really good introductory way to spend time with me, right? Because we want that vulnerability. We want that trust building. We want to, you know, crack open that heart space. And then of course, if you are a light leader, you want to check out Luminary. My Luminary program, it's for light leaders. It is for people who are here to usher in 
the new earth. And whether that is vibrationally or very tangibly by working in this industry, however that looks for you, if you are here to hold the frequency, that program is specifically designed for you. And you can find all those details available on my website. All right, so I have a little divine download before we jump into the content of energy blocks, but it definitely has to do with one of the biggest energy blocks that I see, which is scarcity, right? I mean, I think we've all kind of bought into and been programmed into believing in scarcity. And so I had this divine download come through yesterday as I was meditating, and it is scarcity is the belief that you don't have any options. Abundance is the belief that you have options. Wow, let that sink in for a second. Scarcity is the belief that you don't have any options. Every time I've acted out of scarcity, it was because I didn't think I had any other options. I was tunnel visioning myself into old beliefs, old programming that says this is the only way probably because that's the only way that I had ever experienced. And if I want to have a new experience, I have to be able to get out of that tunnel in my mind. I have to be able to open up and see that there are options out there that I've never experienced. And every time I've acted out of abundance, I'm choosing from a place of multiple options and I'm choosing what feels best for me which would be in my gut feeling or in my intuition in my third eye. But you can have an abundant experience where there's multiple options laid out in front of you and still choose the lower self-worth option because that is what feels safe. That is what you are attuned to. That is what you expect. That's really kind of where your self-worth is at. And I think that's right along the lines of self-sabotage, which is something that we'll talk about today in these energy blocks But I wanted to kind of plant that little seed in your mind that every time you're acting out of scarcity, you can look around and say, do I believe I have any other options than this? Or am I tunnel visioning myself into believing that this is the only option because it's the only one that I can imagine, that my avatar, that my ego can imagine because it's the only one that we've ever experienced? A really good example of this for me has been passive income, has been my belief. I've been untangling my belief around I I have to work. I have to work really hard. I have to get up every day and grind in order to make money. And my spirit guides day after day are like, you don't have to do that. That's literally not how this works. But because you believe that's how this works, that's how it's working for you. You're creating that reality. And the truth is you can create any kind of reality that you want, but you have to, of course, truly, completely, absolutely believe in the reality that you're creating. And that just makes me even more excited because that's something that I'm working on doing all of this, you know, hypnotizing myself and discovering, you know, new layers and new planes of the mind and what it's capable of doing and how it truly functions. So shortly before that divine download came in, I had this, I was meditating and I had this like kind of visual come through And it's always interesting to increase my clairvoyant abilities, which would be the visuals that I see in my mind's eye 
when I am communicating or searching through the quantum field or communicating with my spirit guides. And I really, really want to encourage you to pay attention to the visuals that come through for you. Many people think clairvoyancy is seeing with your two eyes, your two physical eyes, and it isn't always. I mean, that's the extreme version of clairvoyancy, right? And that would kind of drive a lot of people crazy. Some people do see with their two eyes, but most of the time, the beginning stages of clairvoyancy is just seeing things in your mind's eye. And so this visual came through, and I'm going to try and communicate it to you as best I can. I know a lot of you are international listeners, so you might have to, I don't know, Google search this. I honestly really don't know how popular this is outside of the U.S., but in the U.S., we have something that we call football, and I'm talking about American football, not European football slash what we call soccer. So it does get a little bit confusing, but I really, really want you to use the idea and analogy of American football in your mind. So even if that's like Googling and like watching some of it online or on YouTube, something like that, because this visual is really like it came through so strongly as my spirit guides were trying to communicate to me, this is what's going on with your energy at all times. For all human beings, this is what it's like going on. Now, you can use other analogies if they feel better for you. I guess you could use, you know, soccer, European football. But for me, what really sold me on the American football analogy was the aggression. (laughs) It was the aggression. So this is how it goes in your energy. You think of a desire. You think of something that you want. And every time you think of something that you want, a little particle of energy activates in the quantum field. This has been happening your entire life. It will happen until the day that you die. This is how energy works. Everything in the quantum field is responding to your energy. So when you think of something that you want, that little particle of energy activates in the quantum field and it wants to come to you. That desire wants to come to you. So for my example, I'm going to use a check for $50,000. A check for $50,000 because everyone's ears are going to perk up at that. I was going to use a pair of shoes, but nope, we're going to use a check. For $50,000. Now, I want you to visualize in your mind a check made out to you for $50,000. And it doesn't matter who it's coming from, just, you know, on the signature, it'll be like from an angel, okay? Angel donor, right? Every time you feel your mind pull towards where is this check coming from, I want you to come right back to it's coming from an angel donor. You don't know. You're not allowed to know who it's coming from. But it's a check for $50,000 made out to you that you can take to the bank right now and you can cash and you will have $50,000 in your bank account right now. Now, there's going to be the 1% of you that's way too humble that would be like, I can't accept this. But I sure as hell can accept it. And I sure as hell would take that baby to the bank and cash it. And just be in gratitude for $50,000. And be like, this is amazing. There's so many things that I can do with $50,000. So there's this check for $50,000. Now I want you to see it in your mind's eye, this check. 
from the quantum field, written by an angel, is put inside of an American football. An American football, right? So I think we've all kind of seen them. They have a weird shape and they're like leathery and brown and... I don't know, I was never into sports, and so it's interesting that this is the visual that came through for me. But in American football, there's two teams, right? And they're very aggressive teams, and they tackle each other to try to get this ball from one end of the field to the other end of the field and score a touchdown. And they carry this ball in their hands, and they run around like crazy, and the defense team will like tackle them and do whatever they can to not let them get the ball to the goal. I think you can already see where I'm going with this, right? So we've got the offense team that is trying to get the ball to you. This is your spirit team, your spirit guides, your higher self. This is your soul. Your soul is on this team. This is who I learned this concept from. It's actually from my own soul. And Your soul is the quarterback, right? That's what we call in American football, the person who has the ball and is running it across the field, trying to get through all of the defense team that's tackling them. So you have to imagine with your mind that every single time you desire something, your soul takes that thing, puts it in a football, and starts running across the quantum field, trying to get it to the 3D reality to you, but it has to get through all of your low vibrations, which is the defense team, which is the ones that keep tackling them, keeping you from what you want, keeping you from what you ask for. And no matter how many times you ask for this thing or no matter how many different things you ask for, this will always be the case. Your soul will always try to retrieve what you want from the quantum field of everythingness and bring it into the 3D reality where you exist. Now, the whole reason why me and my soul started talking about this is because I asked the question, why do you always try to distract me, right? So I manifest very, very easily when I'm distracted, which means that if I have a day where I go out to brunch, hang out with my friends, see someone I haven't talked to in a long time, et cetera, et cetera, I'll come home and there'll be a ton of work for me, a ton of orders, a ton of sessions and clients and stuff like that going on. And I was like, why are you always trying to distract me? Because I want to be an active participant. I want to be aware of like how the energy is moving. I don't always want to be distracting myself. And so when they showed me this, you know, metaphor, they were like, what do you, what happens in American football when you're trying to convince the other team that the ball is going somewhere that it's not? And I was like, oh, you create a distraction. You create like a fake. You pretend it's going this way and then you fake it and you actually go a different way or you throw it to somebody else. And that's how you get through the defensive line. And and I'm honestly surprised that I know any of this because I know very, very little about sports. But it made so much sense to me. I was like, oh, yeah, you create a distraction so that you can get something around them. And they're like, that's exactly what we do with your energy. When you're distracted, you're not sending all of that you know, fear, doubt, uh, control, guilt, all of those feelings then are distracted 
to something else and we can get things that you want through the lines. And I was very, very fascinated by this because Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot, about how you need to like focus your awareness on other things so that you can manifest and to like create distractions or you just need to distract yourself. I don't know, stuff like that. And I realized that that was also the letting go technique by David Hawkins. So you've heard me recommend the book a lot if you are someone who is prone to wanting to control or to have, a, you know, an abundance of masculine energy that really reading that book, uh, it's called like the pathway to sur- letting go the pathway of surrender. And I realized that what that book is actually teaching you is distraction. Because when you let go of something mentally and say, I want it, but I'm completely whole and worthy and authentic without it. So it doesn't matter if it comes in my reality. What you're actually doing is you are moving your awareness off of it and you are distracting yourself. And that's David Hawkins, you know, recipe for basically getting and receiving anything that you want is asking for it and then letting it go. So I was very, very intrigued by this visualization that's coming up and seeing that, okay, every time I ask for something, my soul's trying to bring it to me, right? Because your soul is your inner knowing. It's the magnetic part of you. It's the energetic part of you. Without the soul, your mind and body don't have any ability to manifest things in from the quantum field. They would just be, I don't know, robotic. You need that supernatural essence in order to be a co-creator. That's what makes you a co-creator. Now, before I go any further, I just want to make sure that you understand how subtle energy truly is. I'm always talking about this. I'm always talking about the subtle medicine, how subtle energy is, how your limiting beliefs don't have to completely formulate into a thought in your mind for them to block you from something that you want. Now, all these beliefs that we carry are formed for the ego, and the ego's one intention is to keep you safe, which means that it has a hard and fast rule. Anything that is not familiar is not safe and therefore does not get through the defensive line. This is the basic programming for all humans. Thankfully for you and I, we're learning how to become superhuman and how to reprogram our minds, how to train this team of players to instead work for us and not against us. But this is how subtle it is. Say that you want that pair of shoes, right? The pair of shoes holds significantly less energetic value than the $50,000, Because in your mind, $50,000 is a lot of energy, right? You'd have to manage the money. You'd have the responsibility of having it. What would people think about you? Guilt or shame if you didn't share it with your friends and family. Whereas a pair of shoes, that kind of feels like a nice treat. You've gotten a pair of shoes before for like a birthday or as a gift or you've treated yourself. So you already know what it's like to receive a pair of shoes. It holds less energetic value to you. It's easier to distract yourself from a pair of shoes than it is from $50,000. But any thought or energy that goes out from you concerning a pair of shoes or $50,000 
is one of those defense players tackling the quarterback, the one trying to bring you your manifestation, tackling them, stopping them, saying you can't get through here. Any fear or doubt, right? So when we think of $50,000, there's a lot more players that come onto the field, right? Whereas when you're thinking of the pair of shoes, it's maybe just a couple of players that, you know, maybe it's an expensive pair of shoes. So you start to doubt whether you could really receive that. You start to wonder, how would it even get to me? Where would it even come from? Doubt is a very, very strong player in the quantum field. Doubt is like quicksand. It is its own vortex. It can take things out of your reality so fast, it will give you whiplash. I mean, I'm serious. We think that fear is the big, scary player. It only appears to be. Doubt is the subtle ninja on the field that will sabotage all of your desires simply because you doubt that you could even receive that. You doubt that you could even get $50,000. You start wondering, well, where would it even come from? Who would even give me $50,000. Now you start to take yourself off of your own energy pedestal and you start to, you know, lower yourself down. Guess what? All of those vibrations just tackle that player right off the field. Even the small, small, little seed of doubt that doesn't even formulate into a complete comprehensive thought in your mind about something as simple as a pair of shoes will tackle that player right off the field of, well, it's a nice or it's a certain pair of shoes. So you don't even have to formulate the thought of, I don't think I could have it. It's just the energy of, I don't think I could have it, tackles the player right off the field. So being the mastermind that I am, I immediately was like, this is fantastic. This whole analogy, metaphor, whatever it is, this visualization coming through to me is fantastic. Because now I can take my rightful place as the coach. I am the coach of this team. I want what I want. And I want that ball to get from one side of the field to the other side of the field. So I already know that I have to get through this defensive line, which ironically is also my team. I created them. They're under me which means that I can train them to do anything that I want. I can train them to keep all of the things I do not want away from me, and I can train them to allow all of the things I do want through to me. Now, the most important thing to remember or to take with you about this visualization is that the quarterback, the one carrying the ball from one side of the field to you to deliver your manifestation is your own soul, which means that as long as you desire something, it will continuously, continuously, continuously try to get it across the field to you, which means it's on your side. It's playing for you. I really feel like this comes back to the question, are you going to let yourself win? Are you going to let yourself win? As in receive everything that you desire. For some of us that have a hard time believing that anything out there is for us, is playing for us, is actively working for us, that can be a little scary and you can start blocking it just from 
low self-worth. I don't think I could receive it. I don't think I could deserve it. Now, if you've ever watched American football, you'll know that when they start a play, they line up two, two lines facing each other. One's the offense, one's the defense. The quarterback is going to get the ball. But on your defense line, I want you to line up these players in your mind and take inventory Who do I have on the field right now that is in defense, which means actively blocking my manifestations, my desires? Some of the main ones that you're going to come across is number one, fear. Fear. Fear is the big, scary, like seven foot tall linebacker that takes everything out super aggressively. Why? Because it's trying to protect you. So as you line them up in your mind on the back of their jersey where they would have their name, I want you to put what they are. Fear. Fear can be, you know, multiple different players. Fear of being seen. Fear of being heard. Fear of being in the limelight. Fear of being wrong. Fear tends to be a very obvious player, right? Because that energy bubbles up from the root chakra and starts to run wild in our mind with our fears about what could possibly happen. It's anxiety. Another big scary player is control, right? Control is like fear's brother. (laughs) They want to control everything. They're big, scary, linebacker, aggressive. They want to control things. Their eyes are everywhere on the field trying to control the outcome. And then we have doubt, the very sneaky ninja player that sneaks through and has sabotaged more of your desires than you could possibly know because they are so, so sneaky. You don't even see them coming. You don't see how subtle they are. So we've got doubt and then shame. Shame is a big one when you are trying to manifest things that you've never experienced before. Like that $50,000 that's trying to get across the field to you. Guess who's going to completely tackle that? Shame. Why do I deserve $50,000? What about the person next to me that's suffering more than me? Now, this is how shame operates. It will hold back It will wait until your manifestation or your desire is very, 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 very close to you, and then it will step in and tackle because you're about to receive the thing that you want, and then, oh no, you drop into the vibration of shame. If I receive this, I'm going to feel ashamed, and we don't even really know or understand why, but it is almost always for receiving something bigger and more magical than we think that we deserve. Simply because we've never experienced it before. So shame and then guilt. And guilt, again, is the little brother of shame. Feeling guilty. Feeling guilty for wanting what you want. This will act pretty quickly And what I've noticed about guilt is that it very much stems from that puritanical programming of I shouldn't want, you know, materialistic things. I shouldn't want, you know, the Maserati or the Gucci bag or whatever it is. And guilt will just start creeping in and start taking out those desires one by one. So you're going to get a ton of inner work done simply by sitting down 
and listing out what your potential energy blocks are, which would be for you to think about something that you want and then to recognize the emotions that come up in you when you imagine having what you want, when you imagine the possession of it, when you imagine holding it in your hands or seeing it in your bank account or seeing it as your home or having it as your experience, your travel experience or having the successful business or career. What are the emotions that come up in you? How do you start to think about yourself? How do you start to perceive yourself? And you have to be very aware. You have to catch all of those little vibrations and name each one of them. These are the players that I have working defense, keeping my desire from me. Now, the good news is that for all of the defensive line, you have an offensive line. And this offensive line is also your team. It is also playing for you. It is also doing everything that it can to get your desire to you. It is the high vibration of all the guys lined up on the defensive line. And I'm going to read them to you right now. I'm going to tell you what they are. And they exactly face their opposite. So where you have fear on your defensive line, on your offensive line, you have love. Yes, the opposite of fear is not bravery. It's actually the vibration of love. You know, all of those sayings and all of those movies that are about going the extra mile or facing the fear or going into the dark cave to rescue the person that you love, right? Facing your fear to experience love. Why? Because love is stronger than fear. In fact, love, when fully realized and embodied, is 10 times stronger than fear. It can take fear down in two seconds flat. And then we have control. The opposite of control is trust. Trust requires you to let go of trying to control everything, to surrender into having an experience of life as opposed to trying to dictate every little outcome. Now, control can be very tantalizing. It can be very seductive into believing that you're actually going to completely control the outcome of everything that happens. And often, especially in manifestation, control wants to control how things are going to come to you. Control wants to control how is it going to be realized. It's the thought pattern of if I can't see how this is going to come through to me, if I can't rationalize it, if I can't conceptualize how I will get this thing, then I am going to allow control to take out the player trust. And this requires some training in your mind of shifting your energy and your power to trust and out of the player control. And then we have playing the opposite of shame would be pleasure. Almost everything that we're ashamed of, if we actually removed the vibration of shame, it would actually give us a lot of joy and pleasure. And so when you feel that vibration of shame coming up, when you are thinking about something you desire, something that you want to bring into your life, an experience that you want to have, immediately shift into 
what is the joy and the pleasure that this would bring to me? What is the joy and the pleasure? What is the joy and the pleasure? Think about that vibration. Allow that vibration to take over any feelings of shame. And then, of course, playing the opposite of guilt would be gratitude. When someone gives you a really big, fancy gift, it's really easy to feel like, oh my God, I can't accept this, right? You feel guilty. The opposite of guilt is gratitude. When someone tries to give you something, especially the universe, that's big and divine and glorious and juicy, accept it with so much gratitude. In fact, allow that gratitude to spread to every small, tiny manifestation or gift that you receive from the universe, even if it's just a sunset. Or for me, daily, it has been the sun shining directly over my house and like nowhere else in this area and the forecast has been like cloudy and raining. But every day I ask my guides, please let the sun shine over my house. I need it. And every day it does. And I express that gratitude instead of feeling guilty and saying like, okay, well, now I need to manifest sun for the entire state of Washington. Now I need to manifest sun for the entire North America just so I don't feel guilt for receiving that little bit of sunshine for myself. No, instead, I drop into the vibration of gratitude. Gratitude is an amplifier. Gratitude wipes out many, many of these defensive players that you have on the energetic field. The more you focus on gratitude, the more that it expands and vibrates and changes that playing field into your favor. And lastly, we have the very, very sneaky and elusive doubt. The one that I said was like quicksand, it has sabotaged or played a part in sabotaging every desire or manifestation or experience that you have ever wanted to have because it is so sneaky. It's disbelief. It's I don't believe that it could happen. I've never experienced that before, so I don't know what it would be like. I don't have any context for it. Now, doubt has the ability, just like gratitude, to expand and amplify and multiply itself, which means that to take this player out of the picture or to train this player to play for you, for your highest good, for your desires, to allow all of them through, you need to put on the field confidence You need to put on the field conviction. You need to put on the field certainty. And you need to put on the field the biggest, baddest player in the entire manifestation, co-creation game. This is your MVP. It's belief. Belief. Belief that it's possible that it's happening, that it's for you, that you are a co-creator, that you are manifesting your reality, that you are actually in charge here, that you do actually deserve it, that you don't have to be a victim of fear and guilt and shame and any other low vibration, that you can actually have any kind of life that you want. Guess which player gets sidelined 
day after day after day because we do not know how to manage this player. We don't know how to get them on the field. It's belief. It's I believe that it's possible. It is a deep-rooted neurotransmitter in your mind. And it too has the ability to multiply itself by building off of other experiences of belief. It is quite literally the concept of to see is to believe, right? If we see it happening, we immediately begin to build up the belief that not only is it possible, but it could happen to me. Belief is your MVP, which means that it can take out all of the defensive line. It can completely redirect them. In fact, I would even argue that belief is your assistant coach. I mean, if you are, ironically, the coach of both of these teams, you're in charge of both sides of the playing field, then belief is your assistant coach because belief can train fear, doubt, control, guilt, shame, any other vibration that you do not want playing against you. It can train them to keep away the things that you do not want and to allow everything that you do want through to you, which means it can literally train your energy to fear having the same experience over and over, to fear stagnation, to fear staying in the same place your entire life, as opposed to fearing a new experience, as opposed to fearing expansion, as opposed to fearing that something new and wonderful could happen to you that you desire. Do you see how that works? Instead of feeling guilt for receiving big, wonderful, incredible manifestations or really anything as a gift from the universe, instead, it trains that guilt to feel guilty that you're not asking for more or enough or expanding every single manifestation. You know, when I first started learning about manifestation, it was really about, you know, reprogram the beliefs that you have and kind of like do away with the ones that you don't want. And I think why that doesn't work for so many people is because what is being missed is that you don't kill the shadow, you integrate the shadow, which means that every single one of these low vibrations has a role to play in your life, but they need to be working for you, not against you, which means that's what you're actually doing when you're reprogramming beliefs. You are redirecting that low vibrational energy, but instead what happens is that we try to squash it out and cover it up or completely annihilate it, and then the second that it comes up again for us, we immediately drop back into guilt and shame, thinking, well, I didn't do it right the first time, or I can't believe this is coming up again for me. I can't believe I'm learning this lesson again for me. I guess I didn't do it right the first one, two, three, four, five times I tried to reprogram my mind. Well, what is that? That's doubt. That's sneaky, sneaky doubt creeping in, creeping around, because we haven't recognized that doubt is a player on the field, and what we want to do is we want to train doubt. 
We want to train it and redirect it. We want that to look like, I seriously doubt that I'm not going to have this experience. Because I believe so strongly that it is going to happen for me. I doubt that I'm not going to become a master manifester because I'm dedicated to it. Therefore, it is going to happen to me. Do you see that? Do you see how it kind of turns your mind a little bit? It's a little bit hard to grasp that because we're not trained to think like that. And in order to train these vibrations to start working for you in the way that you want and to stop working against you, you have to meet them match for match with their exact opposite vibration, with their high vibration. So that every time you feel fear, your energy is trained to move back into the vibration of love. You do this consciously, 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 it will start to become unconscious. In fact, the best time for starting to train your mind to do this is as you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking of, this is what I'm co-creating my life. This is what I am desiring. This is what I'm embodying right now. This is what I need right now. And you recognize those low vibrations that come up, but you've already memorized what their opposite is and you meet them time and time again and you pull your energy out of the low vibration back into the high vibration. You are training your energy. And as you're falling asleep or you're just waking up, your brain, your mind, the mind part of the mind-body-soul complex is much more susceptible to the programming. Now, I'm all about deep healing, healing, you know, inner child wounds, things that happened during your childhood, uh, soul fragment retrieval, which would be healing things that have happened in past lives. I'm all about that. And I think that that definitely works in conjunction and can catapult this process for you. But if you've never experienced any of those things and you don't know what they are, this is a much more approachable, digestible way for you to begin managing and retraining your energy. Now, some other honorable mentions of players on the defense that are definitely sabotaging you would be not doing what you say you're going to do. Essentially, that is broken trust with the self. So if you have a big, long to-do list of all the things that you say you're going to do for yourself, things you say you're going to get done this year, things you say I'm going to start doing, every time we tell ourselves we're going to start doing this and we don't, we're breaking trust with ourselves. So, I mean, that requires a lot of discernment about am I doing this to people, please? Am I doing this... For other people, am I doing this for a low vibration or for something low self-worth? Or am I doing it out of a place of high self-worth? Or as something that's going to add value to my life? So you have to use some discernment, but allowing those things that you say you're going to do to pile up become energy blocks, each one for you. My own guides pointed out a list to me. They were like, hey, you said you were going to do these things and you've been saying it for a while. And they were like little things. Like, go to the eye doctor, um, buy a new desk. And I was like, really? That's blocking my energy? And they're like, yeah, because you're breaking trust with yourself. You've told yourself several times that you're going to do these things. Now it's time to take the aligned action and do them. And another thing that'll really sabotage your energy and your playing field 
is hanging out and spending more time than necessary with people who are in a lower vibration than you. All they do is drag your energy down. And if you have someone like that in your life, then you know immediately who they are. I mean, they're usually a Debbie Downer. They're usually someone who complains a lot. Nothing is working out for them. They're a victim. They're really stuck in the low vibrations in those lower energy centers. And what that does is it just lowers your own energy and your own vibration because it makes you more susceptible to want to participate in those energies. They're familiar to you. They may have been, you know, behaviors that you've expressed in the past, But once you bring that into awareness of, okay, I can see that this person, I love them, but they really don't have the best energy right now, or they're really going through something that maybe I'm not the right person to be supporting them with, you need to create some distance between you and that person, or you need to recognize these are the vibrations that they have that are familiar to me because I used to be in that energy, I used to be in that vibration, but I'm making a conscious decision not to be in that vibration anymore, not to participate in that. And they can also turn into energy vampires, you know, someone who wants to be around you because subconsciously they see that maybe you have a really strong sacral center, really strong feminine energy, and they desire to have that. So they are very attracted to you without knowing that they're siphoning that energy from you. And it leaves you, after each interaction, feeling exhausted. Now you don't have the fullness of your own energy to manage your own playing field. I find this a lot with polarity, right? So I have a very strong masculine energy and it attracts a lot of people who are struggling with their masculine energy to me. And then I'll find them, you know, asking me to do things for them, to do the work for them, to give them all of the counseling and the advice, to validate them because they're struggling with that energy, but they're not actually doing the work to transmute those lower vibrations and to move into a higher vibration. And I find that the easiest way to deal with that is really just to telepathically tell your spirit guides, hey, every time I hang out with this person, I feel exhausted or I feel like they're siphoning energy from me. Can you please assist me with creating distance between me and that person? And can you also call their spirit guides and tell their spirit guides that they need to help their person? They need to put some tools in their path so that they can begin working on their own energy. I'm a big fan of leaving the door open for people who want to work on themselves and then allowing them back into my life. But really, all change in your environment starts with you. And it starts with you sitting down and recognizing, okay, these are my energy blocks. And that's half the work is just recognizing them. And I promise you, if you spend a few minutes sitting down in front of a blank piece of paper, asking yourself, what is blocking my energy? You're going to have a lot of ideas come up. And it's really just up to you to take that first step. It's easy to think about. It's easy to hear someone talk about it on a podcast. And it's very easy to not go home and do anything about it. 
All right, beautiful souls, that is everything from me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week or weekend, and I will see you all on the next one.